Lord Jesus. Unveil the eyes of your people. I pray, Father, enlarge the hearts of your people. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to let every mind comprehend what God has to say to them this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. As the potter takes the clay in his hands, molds according to the pattern that he has in his mind, forms <coughs> whatever he wants to form. <coughs> according to the pattern that he has in his mind. I pray, may the image of Jesus be formed and us even more today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let the image of Jesus be formed all the more in the lives of the people. When people see them, O oh Lord, may they not see them, but may they see Jesus in them. I pray, continue to do a deeper work in the lives of the people. O oh, Father, to truly deny themselves, to take up their cross and follow you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We bind all the forces of darkness of this hour. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I take victory in Jesus' name. Every hindering spirit that is trying to hinder the work of God and what God wants to do, break those powers of darkness in Jesus' name. And I command those hindering spirits to leave right now in Jesus' name. I pray that you'll give every single person undivided attention to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <coughs> Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I pray that you'll continue to magnify Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Praise you. Bless your people. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to turn our Bibles to just give me a minute. Give the passage the Lord just gave. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Genesis chapter 13. Genesis chapter 13. Thank you, Father. Jesus. And I'm going to read from verse 1 onwards. Genesis chapter 13, from verse 1 onwards. Then Abram went up from Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and Lot 
with him to the south. Abram was very rich in livestock, in silver, and in gold. And he went on his journey from the south as far as Bethel to the place where his tent had been at the beginning, between Bethel and Ai, to the place of the altar which he had made there at first. And there Abram called on the name of the Lord. Lot also, who went with his, who went with Abram, had flocks and herds and tents. Now the land was not able to support them, that they might dwell together, for their possessions were so great that they could not dwell together. And there was strife between the herdsmen of Abram's livestock and the herdsmen of Lot's livestock. The Canaanites and the Perizzites then dwelt in the land. So Abram said to Lot, Please let there be no strife between you and me, and between my herdsmen and your herdsmen, for we are brethren. Is not the whole land before you? Please separate from me. If you take the left, then I will go to the right. Or if you go to the right, then I will go to the left. Verse 9 says, Abraham is looking at Lot and he's saying this, Is not the whole land before you? Please, separate yourself from me. If you take one direction, then I'll take the other. So that you can go where you want to. And then I can go where I want to. And Lot lifted his eyes and saw all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as you go towards Zoar. Then Lot chose for himself all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and is separated from each other. Now we see here that Lot and Abraham parted ways, and Lot goes to one place, and he settles there, because it looked like the Garden of the Lord. It wasn't, but for his eyes it looked like it. So it wasn't the truth. But he believed the lie. He didn't seek the Lord on that. He didn't wait on the Lord. He didn't find out if it is God's will for him, first of all, to leave Abraham, because God called Abraham. And if he's leaving Abraham, who's going to lead him? He did not consider any of those things. God spoke to us about this before. So I'm not going to be going into that today because that's not what the Lord has for us. However, it's important for us to know the will of God in every situation. It's very important for us to know the will of God in every situation, every decision making. It has to be given over to God Almighty. If Abraham tells Lot, whichever way you want to go, then I'll go the other way. Should Lot 
have gone to whichever direction that he thought he wanted to go. Lot stands for self. Abraham stands for someone who has denied themselves. Lot stands for self. Abraham stands for someone who has denied themselves. Self and self-denial. The moment Lot was given the opportunity, Lot said, I'm going to do what I want to do. And I've taken the best place, so I'm going. And he departed. Without seeking the Lord, he said, I'm leaving. So he left. What he saw, he wanted. And he got it. God didn't keep Lot from getting into the land. You don't see God giving any warning to Lot here. Lot is, not, Lot is not hearing from God and he's not seeking God and God didn't interfere in any of Lot's decision. Lot thinks the place looks good. It looks like the garden of the Lord is prosperous and I'm going to really prosper here. And so I'm going to live here. Self. It pleased his eyes. He saw that. And he went for it. He took his family there. Because it was good for him. So he thought. What did Eve do? When she saw the fruit was good for the eyes, and she thought it's going to be good for her to eat, She didn't ask God at that point. God actually told her not to. She stands for self. Anytime. We don't wait on the Lord. We want this and because we want this and we see it and because we see it and we know we have this and we don't want to miss it and so I just want to make a choice that is pleasing to me and so we go for it God is not going to stop you from doing those things when you don't seek him when you seek him he will answer you when you don't seek him he's not going to answer you so when it comes to Lot Lot didn't seek God he didn't seek God's counsel on whether to go east or west or north or south or even to leave Abraham. Lot didn't consult. Got it all. How did he come with Abraham to begin with? He must have heard something. And he obviously knew about the God of Abraham. Abraham had influence. Such a great influence over his family. His wife followed him. Lot followed him. 
he was able to impart that righteousness to Lot. That's why we see in the New Testament, his righteous Lot vexed. He was vexed when he was in Sodom. He was righteous, but his righteousness really couldn't save him or his daughters or his wife from whatever was happening there, even though God had mercy on him and his family because of Abraham intervening. Still, he lost his wife. Whatever he could have received from God, he did not receive. Because Lot chose for himself. Verse 11. Lot chose for himself. It's not God choosing for Lot, but Lot chose for himself. All that he saw and he thought was good, he chose. What was the result? When we walk by sight, when we walk by sight, what happens? Before, because that road that will extend every time we walk happens by faith. If there's no faith, the road won't extend and we will fall if we walk by sight. Lot didn't trust God enough to consult him or trust Abraham to consult with him in order to consult with God. Lot chose for himself all that pleased his eyes. The whole place looked like the garden of the Lord. When we walk by sight, we can fall into the trap of the enemy. Just like how Eve fell into the trap of the enemy, Lot also fell into the trap of the enemy. What did the enemy do? He caused strife between Lot's servants and Abraham's servants. That's what Satan always does. Brings confusion and strife. In the midst of all of it, Lot never consulted God what he should do, what he should not do. Instead, he chose for himself. What he chose for himself, God did not prevent him from getting it. What he wanted, what he saw, what he liked, he got it. Lot stands self. Now you see here, verse 12, Abram dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain, and pitched his tent even as far as Sodom. Both are in two different places. Abraham is in Canaan, and Lot is in the cities 
of the plane and this tent is extending as far as Sodom. It means he has his people all the way up to Sodom. But the men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. And the Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him, Lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward. I want to take you to verse 13. It's a very important verse. What Lot saw with his eyes was all wrong. He thought it looked like the garden of the Lord, but how is the place actually? Verse 13 says, Exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. How can it then look like the garden of the Lord to Lot? Something happened there. We call that delusion. When something is not good, you think that's good, it's delusion. When you think truth to be false and lies to be the truth, you're in delusion. That's what happened to Lot. Lot separated himself from the truth. He separated himself from faith, which is Abraham. He separated himself from the will of God. Once you go out to the will of God, your lamp will become dim. You really can't see much. What you see, you can be totally crooked. He's seeing the sinful place and like the garden of the Lord which is blessed by God and God is there. His presence is there. It's so prosperous. But was it true? No. So what did he see? He saw a lie. What was the truth? The truth was, it was a very bad place. A wicked and sinful place. We must be very careful. To be like Abraham. Live a life of self-denial. Not be like Lot full of self. What can I get? How can I establish myself here? How can I advance my future here? He ended up in Sodom. He thought that this is really good. Abraham didn't know. My goodness. He has given me the opportunity to choose when he could have chosen first. He's so foolish. Look at me. I'm choosing the best place on the face of the earth. This is what I want. This is going to be good for my family. And I'm going to prosper even more. And this is like the garden of the Lord. Whatever he was thinking was all wrong. Because it was all towards self 
Where's God in this picture? There's no God in this picture. Very different from a few verses above and the verses below. You see Abraham building the altar and worshipping. Where's Lot? Lot didn't do any of those things. His whole thing was about himself. I want to be happy. I want my family to be happy. I want to enjoy. And it's all about me. Is it the will of God? Does God want me to be here? Even after seeing how much God had blessed Abraham, Lot chose to walk by sight and not by faith. As a result of that, he didn't get what Abraham got. He actually lost even what he had. It's the prophecy God is speaking to our hearts this morning. When we go outside the will of God, we will lose what God has given to us. Even what we have, what gain we might have received from the Lord as a result of being in the will of God will be gone, will slip away, will be taken away from our hands when we are outside the will of God. God will not take it. God does not have to take it. Satan will take it. Because when you are outside the will of God, you are within the will of Satan, within his zone. And what does he do? Best. All the time. Steal, kill, and destroy. He will come and take whatever God gave to you. He will come and steal. He will come and destroy. So it's important to remember not to be like Lot. And Jesus said this in the New Testament. Remember Lot's wife. It's a whole different story. But look at the influence Lot had on his wife. How much. Look at the influence Abraham had on Lot and on his own wife. But Sarah became a woman of faith. You see Lot's wife full of self. She didn't even want to leave Sodom. The entire family didn't want to leave, leave Sodom until they were dragged out. So much full of themselves. But they didn't even know how deep they were in that they were called self. That they were comfortable in Sodom, even though you see in the New Testament that Lot was vexed. He was not vexed enough to leave Sodom and Gomorrah. He was still staying there. That's why true repentance when we say it's not just, oh, I feel sorry, I have some remorse. No. You will do the right thing. If you know that you are out of the will of God, you will do the right thing by getting yourself into the will of God. God is speaking to our hearts this morning. He didn't even know that he chose the worst place. He didn't even know. Even after he moved there and settled there, he didn't even know. He continued saying that, yeah, he felt vexed, but 
not left enough to leave. That place was so terrible, but it was okay for Lot to continue to stay there. And we never, maybe never get to that place of delusion. Losing whatever God gives is a result of being with Abraham. Now we see in verse 14. The Lord said to Abram after Lot had separated from him. After Lot chose whatever he wanted to. God is coming to Abraham. You know why? Because Abraham didn't make a move yet. And he knew that he was waiting on the Lord. God knew that Abraham was waiting on the Lord. God appears to Abram. And he says this. Lift your eyes now. What a beautiful sentence. Is this? Very beautiful sentence. You know why? Because until God told him, Abraham didn't even look for anything until God told him. Abraham did not lift up his eyes. He was just where he was. This is how we need to be. The will of God. Within the will of God. So, Abraham, God comes to him because Abraham is waiting on the Lord. When we wait on the Lord, God will come to us. God will speak to us. God will never leave us when we wait on Him. Abraham waited on the Lord. And God came to him and spoke to him. God's goal in his heart is to lead all those who wait on Him in the right direction. To a prosperous place. We call that the journey with God. Journey with Jesus. The Lord is telling to Abram, lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are. What has God done here? God has chosen the place for Abram. Now God is telling him, now do this, look over there. Look at what I want you to look. So that you can receive what I have for you. Until then, don't look. Until then, don't make a move. Until then, don't do anything. Waiting on the Lord has its merits. Waiting on the Lord carries. Great blessings. Great blessings. Lot didn't wait. Abram waited. When Abram waited, God comes to Abram and he says, Lift up your eyes now and look from where you are. And he says, Now, look at northward, look at southward, look at eastward. And look at westward. So he's saying look to the north, south, east and west. Who was actually telling Abram to do? God. Almighty God. 
because they even waited on the Lord. Anything in your life, whether it's a job, whether it's school, whether it's buying a house, whether it's marrying the right person, you can go by sight. You have to go by faith. But in order to go by faith, you need the Lord to tell you when to go, when not to go. And when we wait on Him, He Himself will come and give us what we need. Lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward. For all the land which you see, I give to you and your descendants forever. Very important scripture. Lot saw whatever he saw, and he thought that that's good. And he went and he inherited that. Meanwhile, God chose the best place on earth. And God gives it to Abraham and to his descendants. What a beautiful verse we're reading. Because God being such a good father, he rewards Abraham for waiting. He says, I'm going to give you all these places. Now you look. This is what I'm going to do for you. And for your descendants. Verse 16. I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth. So that if a man could number the dust of the earth, then your descendants also could be numbered. So that is not only blessing Abraham with the land, the best land, but he is also doing something that is important for Abraham, which was God's hand of blessing upon his body and Sarah's body, where he says, this is what I'm going to do for you. Your descendants, they are going to be like the stars of the sky and the sand of the shore. They can't even be numbered. That's how much I'm going to bless you. Now what a good God we have. He not only gave him This man of God who walked by faith, he not only God not only gave him a dwelling place, a large dwelling place for him and his descendants. But he said, I'm gonna multiply you. I'm gonna make a generation like the stars of the sky and the sand of the shore. When? When there's no hope for Abraham and there's no hope for Sarah God promises Abraham here again I will 
make your descendants as the dust of the earth and like the stars that are in the sky and the dust of the earth God promised Abraham to bless him as generation now this is the most important important part this is what I heard as I was finishing up the prayer from God to speak today from mainly the scripture which was arise walk in the land through its length and its width for I will give it to you God says look first and he says well, whatever you're seeing as far as you can see I'm going to give this to you and I'm going to if I'm going to give you the land you must have people to occupy that I'm going to expand you Abraham I'm going to expand you like never before because of that expansion that's coming God is showing Abraham look look see all those places I'm going to give it to you you know what Abraham did he believed he believed every word that God spoke now God is coming to him and he's saying this all in one conversation we see here in Genesis chapter 13 he says get up arise walk in the land through its length and width for I give it to you God is saying here to Abraham get up and walk in the land through its length and its width this is very similar to Elisha putting his hand upon the hand of the king and telling him to shoot the arrows in order for him to inherit the blessing there was a specific command that was given by God to Abraham and until he heard from God he didn't move and even when God spoke he still didn't move because God is to tell him exactly when he, need to, when he needs to move so we see here verse 17 says God says arise walk in the land through its length and its width for I give it to you so God says I'm going to give this to you I'm going to give this to you in order for you to receive it you have to walk by faith and not by sight so what is God doing to Abraham here he's talking to Abraham about his future God's future plans and Abraham believed everything now because Abraham believed in whatever God told him he was very careful he was going exactly in the direction that God wanted him to go and Abraham inherited everything that God had for him because he walked by faith and not by sight whatever you may be going through whatever your situation may be choose to be like Abraham who stands for a life of 
denying yourself, which means not doing what God told you not to do and doing what God has told you to do. When you do that, when you obey the first command, which is lift your eyes and see, before that is what? Wait. When you do the first step, it is waiting, and God comes and tells you what you need to do next, which is lift up your eyes and see. When you do the second step, God tells you what you need to do after that. He says, get up and walk in the land through its length and its width. It's a clear, definite promise God is giving here that he will give it to Abraham. And what is Abraham doing? He believed every word that God spoke in. He moved his tent and went and dwelt by the turban trees of Mamre, which are in Hebron, and built an altar there to the Lord. You see how many times Abraham built altars for God. He's called the friend of God in the Bible. He believed in everything that was from God. And he was blessed. He was blessed in everything that was promised by God. I want to repeat it. He believed God for everything that the Lord spoke. He was blessed by God by believing everything that God spoke. He was a worshiper of God. Even before he saw anything, he knew how to obey God step by step. And he knew how to worship God wherever he goes, knowing that God is going with me. God is going before me. And in Hebron, he built an altar there to the Lord. He didn't say, well, I traveled all this time and I'm so tired and, and I just want to sleep and this God is taking me on a journey over here. But Abraham was not, was not like that. Abraham built an altar there to the Lord. And he worshipped God Almighty. As we hear this, it's important to think about what God has spoken so that you can meditate on His Word and also how you can avoid the traps of the enemy and be like Abraham and not like Lot. And every time you obey God, every time you wait on Him and wait for His instructions, you know for sure God will come and speak to you. And every time He speaks to you, you obey His Word. Then He will come and He will visit and He will do glorious wonders and amazing through the power of the Spirit of God working. Once God told him to get up and go, he didn't say, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to stay. No. He moved his tent. And went and dwelt by the turban trees of Mamre, which are in Hebron, 
and built an altar there to the Lord. Praise be to God. May God take this word deep into your spirit to truly understand the depth of this word that God has given to his body. We need to be like Abraham. Stay until he says, lift up your eyes. When he says, lift up your eyes and look, at that time we don't say, well, I'm not going to look, Lord, and and, uh, I don't think it's for you for me to look. No. When God says, lift up your eyes and look, and that's what we do. When God says, arise, walk in the land through its length and its width, and I will give it to you, then based on what God has promised, you walk in the land through its length and its width. What is the promise? I will give it to you. So whatever God has promised to you, it's important to believe it with all your heart. And do what God has told you to do. See, whatever God has promised it, will always carry conditions with it in order for us to inherit it. Abraham understood that. Whatever God said, he would do. Because he was someone who had faith in God. God is not going to mislead me. When I ask you to show me what I need to do, he's faithful enough to show us what we need to do. Until then, like Abraham waited, we need to wait on the Lord. Praise be to God. This was not planned. This was not thought of. This word. As always, there's a word that God has given this morning. As it was finishing up with a prayer, the Holy Spirit gave His word to give to the people. May you understand the significance of this glorious work of God as God did in and through Abraham. May the Lord strengthen you to be like Abram, never to be like Lot. The prophet has to go. And being surrendered to God has to be there, weep there, so that God can come and choose for us. Shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Father, thank you, Lord, for this time. Lord, you have spoken. We've heard your voice at this hour. Thank you, Lord. Help us never to be like lost. but to be like Abram. That the hand of God may lead your people, Lord, in all things. And thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. So I bless your people this morning with this blessing that you alone can bless them with.
they may become like Abram. That they may do the will of God all the days of their lives. That the will of God be accomplished in their lives. With this blessing, Father, bless them with. I thank you for doing it. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Good Jesus.